We're checking out Cisco Systems. Shares have been under pressure. We see it down uh, today, double digits here. And I want to bring in our panel to talk all about this. Keith Snyder's with us, equity analyst at CFRA Research. And Kevin Green, Senior Derivatives Manager at Charles Schwab. Thank you both for being with us. So, um, Keith, I'll start with you. You lowered your price target by five bucks to $60. Revenue's flat. Um, tell me a little bit about your thoughts here, because you said going forward. You understand the quarter, but going forward, it's going to be more about the supply because of the shutdowns that we've seen in China, the havoc in Eastern Europe. Um, it's more about supply going forward. Tell me what you are anticipating. Sure. I mean, you know, the numbers definitely could have been better. Um, and what we saw was it's not necessarily that demand is not there. I mean, their product backlog is now at a record $15 billion, which is up about 130% year over year. Um, and so, you know, looking forward, Cisco's basically called out the China shutdown. Um, they're having problems on the power supply side. Um, on the conference call, they called out that, you know, of the 41,000 components that go into their products, they're only facing shortages on about 350 of them. Um, but it only takes one to stop the shipment of a product. And so, you know, we're really looking towards um, China reopening. Um, you know, hopefully the ports get a little bit less congested. But, um, you know, Q4, they called out, it's going to be a really rough quarter for them um, just because they're not able to meet the, you know, the rapid growth and demand that they're seeing from their customers. So with this, the worst day in more than a decade for the stock Kevin, um, let's, so I wanted to ask Keith a forward-looking question, but at the same time, what we're learning right now, um, Kevin, tell me a little bit about the quarter and what stood out to you, because he's saying that there's still going to be some headwinds going forward. Thank you, Nicole. I would tend to agree with him. So for the quarter, we had revenue flat year over year. You know, that's never a good sign to be able to see. Uh, and then also it, it definitely missed from a, from a guidance standpoint. But I think there were are a little bit of uh, a couple of bright spots, if you will. Uh, one is expenses. So their expenses were actually pretty you know, tamed compared to what we have seen from other companies where the expenses have really kind of uh, you know, increased exponentially. They've been able to manage that. And that's really what you want to see in a high inflationary environment is to be able to manage those expenses, especially if you're unable to make those sales because of supply chain issues. I think one thing that Cisco is going to have to keep in mind or we're going to have to you know, keep in mind here, if we do see an overall global slowdown in the economy here, uh, that could also dampen demand for some of these products or services that they offer. So the enterprise spending, you still want that to be intact, even though some of the other areas of the economy, like the consumer itself, maybe it does fall off a little bit. You really want to continue to see that demand from the enterprise standpoint, because if you do not, you can have a situation where you try to ramp up production, ramp up supply, and then potentially have a glut. So there's going to be a balance there that they're going to have to keep. Right. I think you're talking about all the important things here and especially expenses, too, as you noted, um, Kevin, in your notes that operating expenses at least came down. That helped a little bit. Keith, tell me a little bit about what's going to drive the company going forward, because there's so many elements within the company, so many, you know, different lines and streams of revenue. Sure. I mean, looking forward. Um, there are a ton of positives for Cisco. I mean, you have the Wi-Fi six upgrade cycle. Um, the 5G network deployments, especially as uh, service providers start deploying their core networks, which is a lot of networking gear. Um, and then you have the, the 400 gig upgrade cycle um, in the data center. 
And so, you know, all the projections for data traffic are pointed up. Um, we're going to continue to see exponential growth. And so companies need to keep up with um, their infrastructure just to meet the demand that we're seeing, especially in the cloud, the hyperscale players, um, you know, they have to invest a lot in new hardware right now. And so, you know, everything is positive for them long term. It's just this quarter was a, a bit of a stumble. I mean, the way I kind of look at this quarter was it's like a stub toe. Um, it really, really hurts at first, but then when the pain goes away, you realize everything is totally fine. And that's kind of how I see Cisco right now is, um, you yeah. know, they were pretty downbeat on the call, but long term, it's positive. Right, and just quickly, Keith, do you have, this one you have a strong buy in a $60 target. Do you have buys or strong buys on anything similar? Um, no, we have holds on Arista and Juniper right now. Um, you know, one of the things we're looking for is, um, you know, it's important to remember Cisco's quarter ended in April while everyone else had their quarter end in March. So they got to see the full brunt of the shutdowns in China, the war in Ukraine. Um, we're anticipating that competitors, when they report their Q2 numbers, are going to be saying much of the same. Um, supply chain is terrible right now. Um, you know, pulling out of the Russian market is a headwind. It, you know, Cisco just kind of got unlucky with how their fiscal year ends. And so when you talk about Arista and Juniper, um, Kevin, you know, he's talking about some of the competitors. It seems that Cisco does have a, an ability to be somewhat of a standout. What else stands out to you and what you've read within the quarter, particularly, you know, this is an international story too, Kevin. Yeah, the international markets are going to be key, obviously, especially uh, the Asia Pacific markets that are out there. Uh, the supply chain issues, once again, is something that we just going to continue to reiterate across the space. And I really just kind of subscribe to what Keith is saying. At the end of the day, we're probably going to hear the same type of language or messaging coming from other competitors. So all tides, you know, rising tides raise all boats. Same thing is going to happen here uh, when you lower the tide here. So it might even out the playing field. Uh, another thing to be able to keep in mind. Uh, have a, an acquisition going through. I'm not sure how much of an impact that's going to have, but the Russia-Ukraine uh, conflict here and not doing business with Russia, that's 1% of their overall revenue. Uh, so it has a little bit of an impact, but overall, I think they do have a lot to uh, look forward to here in the future. When you're looking at the chart, Nicole, if you're looking at it, Right now, support looking at 37.50. We hit that area in 2018. We hit that area in 2020, right before COVID, in the middle of COVID. Mm -hmm. Seems to be a solid support area. And if you're looking at a resistance point, looking at 48.50, which is where it just came from, old support becomes resistance at this point in time. Right, and 48.50, which you said uh, is the prior support, which is now resistance, but Keith is looking at 60, 65 is where you were. Um, so really seeing some upside potential. Just quickly, um, Keith, going forward, is the timing of the extra week going to really matter going forward too? Or is that going to sort of even out? Well, I mean, that was just a one-off from Q3 of the right. prior year. Okay. Um, and so that's where, you know, I just kind of, the way I'm thinking of it is this quarter, you just had the perfect storm of headwinds. Um, the extra week was certainly not helpful. Um, and then, you know, supply chain issues, war in Ukraine. Um, these are all, all right. one, except for supply chain, the war in Ukraine and the extra week is a one-off item that we won't see repeat in Q4. Okay. Um, and so, you know, honestly, I think with their guidance, while they did cut it almost in half or actually a little more, they're being really conservative. I don't think anybody knows what's okay. going on with supply chains. Um, you know, every time we think we see a light at the end of a tunnel, something new happens. And so, yeah. um, if anybody's guess when this Thank actually you. sorts itself. 
Keith Snyder, CFRA Research, Kevin Green of Charles Schwab. Thank you both very, very much.